Shannon Cason's Homemade Stories is proud to be supported by the Friends of Homemade Stories. Thank you to everyone who listens, enjoys, and supports the stories. I'm going to call you out if you supported since the previous episode. Paula B., Lawrence S., Stacia B., Niambi C. I feel like I'm saying the ABCs right now, but I don't want to say people's last name. Sue L., Longtime listener, she sold some of her Facebook marketplace and wanted to pass it on to a storyteller. Thank you. Uh, John Franklin Dandridge, uh, excellent writer and poet. Um, I will say your name because you 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 out there. Uh, Aaron Schillinger, who has a movie coming out called Bobolo Boats, a Detroit fairy tale. We might be working together on some things. Uh, Biba Adams, a renowned journalist. I'm telling you. It's a lot of talented people who listen to Homemade Stories. That's including you. Become a friend of Homemade Stories at ShannonCason.com. My cash app is dollar sign Shannon Cason. If you listen to the podcast, enjoy the podcast, tell somebody, give a rating on Apple Podcasts. Do that. Help me get beyond a thousand reviews. Okay. Enjoy the show. Homemade Stories is also brought to you by Podcast Movement 2022. The world's largest podcast conference is in Dallas, Texas, this August 23rd through August 26th. You can register now at podcastmovement.com backslash stories. I'm headed to Podcast Movement right now. What I enjoy about Podcast Movement is the community. I see so many of the same people every year, the podcasters, the producers, the service providers, the equipment heads, the industry insiders, all in one place at Podcast Movement. I have a session this year at the conference. Look up my name in the schedule and add me to your calendar. But people have been asking me, Shannon, should I come to Podcast Movement? And my answer is yes. If you want to give your podcasting spirit some new energy, come to the conference and be replenished. I feel like I'm replenished every year. My goals this year is to connect with colleagues and insiders for opportunities, systematize my releases for twice a month, and learn more options for monetization. When you come, make sure you have an intention. Always have an intention to what you do. So I'll see you there. Make sure you say hi. Register now. Podcastmovement.com backslash stories. Here's the show. Welcome to Homemade Stories number 119. I'm Shannon Kaysen. I hope you're having and have had an outstanding summer. Uh, my summer has been cool. It's been great. It's been, you know, it's been. Always look out for the person who seems like everything is okay. It might not be okay. I'm not just talking about me, but everybody. Look out for people who seem like they okay. They might not be okay, but I'm okay. I'm cool. Um, There's a lot going on. But this is a story about summer, this summer, and it's still summer. It's a hot daddy summer. (laughs) I hope you enjoy. After a three and a half year living in separation, 
I finally decided to find my own space. Chicago is the only city I ever lived in other than Detroit, so I moved back there. I found a small apartment a short walking distance to Lake Michigan. It's not the garden apartment from episode 117, but similar. Simple, not flashy, my style. My life is in reset mode right now, physically. I'm headed towards my ideal body. I've started working with a trainer. I'm below pre-pandemic weight. I'm going to take it to the next level, to a level I've never been before. In six months, I may begin a new career in modeling. Mentally, I have a consistent daily meditation and prayer practice. Long walks by the lake is a normal day for me and I'm still considering therapy in some form. I'm still looking into all that bullshit. Financially, I could always use more, but I'm keeping my expenses low. I'm taking on new profitable projects that make sense while not adding any new expenses, at least until I can figure out how all this divorce and being single again thing irons out. In 2023, I'll need some upgrades Cause I probably need a bigger space, but I'm holding off till then. Become a friend of homemade stories at shannoncasing.com. My cash app is dollar sign Shannon Kaysen. Keep the storyteller happy so I can keep telling stories. Socially, the slate is clean as far as romantic relationships are concerned. I've uploaded my pictures and my strict standards on dating apps. I'm pretty strict so I can narrow the field. Like, no Android users. We at least have to start at iPhone compatibility at a minimum. And I have two or three cool outfits that I can go out in on the weekend. So it's time for hot daddy summer. My strategies are simple when it comes to meeting new people. And by new people, I mean new women. Meet new women. One way is I eat at restaurant bars a few days a week. Different cool spots I see on Yelp or Instagram. I dress up a little, not too much, but enough to stand out, like something I'll wear to go on stage. And if I eat at a restaurant bar, I'm going to meet someone every time, possibly more than one. Here's what happens. I sit down at the bar. I always get cool with the bartender, lady or man, instant rapport. I have a gift for instant rapport on demand. Um, I got it from my mom and dad, I suppose. Both of them are masters at it. I order a drink and I look at the food on the menu and I'm taking my time. There's no rush to eat, no rush for anything. I'm just chilling. A few things I know for sure about women. One, they love to eat. Two, they love to eat in groups. Three, they love to compete. All I have to do is sit and wait. A group of women would be celebrating a birthday party, a new job, a new degree, a new nail color, whatever the fuck women celebrate. They're always celebrating something. My position is such that I can see the women and there's an opening by me at the bar and I'm on the way to the restroom. I look a few times, but not overly gawking. I'm just trying to spot the best options at the table. If I catch an eye or two, that's fine. I make a mental note, nothing overt. Then I talk and laugh with the bartender. 
like clockwork. One of the ladies goes to the restroom or comes to the bar to ask for more juice in her drink. Clockwork. Then the conversation ensues. If you don't mind me asking, what y'all celebrate? Oh, my girl Tina just got promoted to the fry station at Burger King. Well, congratulations to Tina. Blah, 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 blah. What's your name? I know Tina's name. What's your name? Uh, my name Tangerine Nisha. <laughs> I'm Shannon. We should talk more. Exchange your information. Blam. Mission accomplished. Keep it simple. Now, if that group is wrapping up to leave, there could easily be another group just seating, or maybe some ladies that's already seated that noticed me, or maybe, just maybe, a bold solo woman is eating at the restaurant bar just like me. Then we can fast track this whole evening. And I still haven't ordered the meal yet. Shit, I may fast dinner today, lose some weight, save some money. And I'm not saying that all these are potential love connections at all. I'm just going through the process of being a cool and cordial person. Everyone gets treated with respect and equity. I've actually done business with people I've met this way. So it's not all about intimate relationships. It's just being social. I'm just tossing the bait and some fishies get tossed back. I know that sounds terrible, but fuck your feelings. It's hot daddy summer. Until I get the call from Cindy, who I'm going through this amicable divorce with, and she's telling me that Zoe has to stay with me this summer in Chicago. She has too many conferences and too much work travel and too much work stuff, and she needs a break. A little bit of a cock block, but when daddy duty calls, which is always, there's no off daddy duty time, so I answer. Preparing the house for Zoe is like inviting over your mother-in-law because she's going to notice something, so I get to cleaning up. I don't keep a junky space, but I know I'll have to spruce up the place a little bit for Zoe's arrival. Zoe is sensitive to smell. She smells everything, so I bought a diffuser from Amazon to mask any smell that may be unpleasant. Right now, the apartment smells like jasmine. Zoe loves mirrors. All the installed mirrors in the closet doors of this apartment are probably over a hundred years old when the apartment was built. One day I think I saw the reflection of an old frail lady in a black dress with white eyes, no pupils, reaching out to grab me and pull me in. The mirrors are that old. So I bought a new full length mirror from Amazon for the living area and I hung it on the wall. Clean bathrooms are important to some women. I say some because I've seen some of your bathrooms, wig and weave hairs everywhere, pink pads hanging over the side of the trash can, disgusting shit. I'm trying to raise Zoe right though, so I went to Dollar Tree and Home Depot and got supplies to thoroughly clean my bathroom. I scrubbed the floor tiles, not just mopped, I scrubbed, cleaned on the side and under the vanity and even behind the toilet is spotless. You could eat a turkey sandwich on these floors. I moved all my clothes out of my bedroom closet and put them in the coat closet in the hallway. And I emptied some baskets for her folded items. 
so everything can be orderly. Then I went to Target for more towels. Girls need towels. I'm sure there's more to do, but that's a good start. The average daddy-daughter summer day in Chicago is like this. I'm an early riser. Like around 5 a.m. early, I get up and I walk past Zoe in the living area. Zoe sleeps on the couch. I got to upgrade to a two-bedroom next year, but right now I'm in a one-bedroom with a pretty comfortable couch. She has all her sheets and blankets spread out, her plush dolls, two plush dolls, a plush baby and a plush cat. The baby's name is Black Baby. It's a baby in a pink bonnet that's black. When Zoe was a baby, she called it Black Baby, and that's the baby's name, Black Baby. The cat's name is Kiki. Zoe's sound asleep. She sleeps hard. I walk to the kitchen to make my coffee. I hope that the beans are already ground, but if not, I grind some beans. So like I say, Zoe sleeps hard. I sit down in the dining room, turned into an office, and start my day. Maybe I'm reading and returning emails. Maybe I'm working on a proposal or updating some project I'm involved in. Maybe I'm finishing up this story I'm telling you right now. My mornings belong to my creative work. When Zoe finally wakes, she gets up and says, good morning. I've been training her to say good morning. She's so used to waking up in the morning and just saying, oh, but I've been on her about that to start the day in a better mood and try to be the first one to say good morning. Whoever says good morning first wins. I made a game out of it. Then she gets ready in the bathroom and bedroom while I finish my work in the office and drink my coffee. She's in theater camp. The camp is about a five minute drive from where I live. I drop her off. She's old enough now that I don't have to do the whole sign-in thing, but I always look around and see when she's walking to the camp if anything feels off. Whoever may be watching too hard, if any of the camp counselors look or feel off. My dad's eyes are always looking for weirdos and normal people's skin, women and men, especially around my little girl. Hopefully nothing strange is happening at the camp. She says it's fun. I'll take it at that, but I'm always vigilant. I keep my day going, emails and proposals, scheduling interviews. Lately, I've been making reels too on Instagram. In the early afternoon, I go to the gym. Zoe meets me at the gym. She's 13 now, so I trust her to walk from the camp to the gym. It's not too far. And she has a little more leeway and independence to walk by herself. I told her to just tell the people who ask for money on the street that she doesn't have any cash. There's always panhandlers up and down the street. She looks older than she is. I told her to always be respectful, but be direct. I don't have any cash. That's it. Keep walking. Walk on the white walk signal. Only one earbud is needed so you can hear. Look up from your phone, pay attention to your surroundings. If anything ever happens, you make a lot of noise and you fight for your life. She's strong as hell. I wouldn't want to fight her. I told her to gouge eyes, crush balls, snap fingers, 
die fighting to survive. When she meets me at the gym, she texts, I'm here. And I finish my workout and I meet her at the front. She's sitting in the front lounge, head buried in her iPhone now, safe with me. And yes, my daughter has an iPhone. I raised her right. No androids in this family. Women who have androids typically have messy bathrooms. I'm just saying. (laughs) Every day we walk to the lake together, sit on the bench in front of the water. Then we walk home, race from the Walgreens to the apartment building. She wins every time. I'm slower and I have a limp now. Up the three floors to my apartment, I hit my 10,000 steps daily go. We either make dinner together or I make dinner or we go out for dinner, which can be expensive, but my, my chicken is pretty dry. I haven't mastered it yet. So if you have some pointers, you can DM me, send me some recipes, let me know. Or we make a deconstructed sushi together. Zoe got the recipe from TikTok. It's salmon, rice, some sauces that Zoe concocts and mashes up in a bowl. It tastes better than it looks. Or tacos. You can't go wrong with tacos. I get sleepy around 9 or 10 p.m. I'm old. And Zoe usually stays up later talking to friends or playing games on her phone. We wake and do it again in varying variations. A normal day. It's not all sugar and spice though. One Saturday, the temperature got up above 85, so we decided to go to the beach. I live close to two beaches. We decided to go to the beach that's a little further down the path. It's more family friendly. We went to the closest beach once. A few too many men wearing thongs and topless women with loud EDM music. Kind of awkward with my 13 year old daughter. I get it, but it's a bit much. So we walk a little further to the other beach. I got the tent, she got the blanket. We enjoy the beach. She's in the water making TikTok videos or something. I smoke one of the cigars I got for my birthday on the beach. Then time to go. To all the parents out there, you know these little pop-up tents? You know these tents that fold into a tight circle and you fit them in a small circle bag? They come out and set up so easy. I love it. But putting them back in that little bag. You can even look at the instructions. It's like the instructions to make origami doves with napkins. Now can you imagine me making some origami doves with napkins? It's not working the way they say it's supposed to work. There's two people in the instructions, but I try it myself for about three minutes. Then seeing two people in the instructions, I asked Zoe to grab and hold right here like you see on the instructions. Zoe holds her in like she's trying not to mess up her fingernail polish. She doesn't even put her phone down. She's holding it with delicate hands, eyes looking at phone, while I'm trying to figure out what goes where and turns which way and how. I can't get it. I'm telling Zoe to hold it a little better. And Zoe is like, ugh. 
My dark side wants to throw the damn tent in the lake, but I'm in the meditation and prayer and long walks by the lake. So I just breathe it out. Eventually I just fold that shit up as best as I can and just carry it home as a full tent. Zoe only has the folded up blanket, but it's a big blanket that becomes a tote to carry other stuff. So she's struggling to make it a tote again. You think I'm going to stop and help her after she acted like it was a nuisance to help me? Nah, she's carrying all the beach items in her hand, the water bottles, the sunscreen, the tiles, Bluetooth speaker, dragging the blanket on the ground behind her because she couldn't fold it. I'm carrying the fully unfolded tent back to my apartment. She's like two blocks behind me walking with an attitude. Shit, she's old enough to walk by herself alone, past the Walgreens, back up the three flights of stairs. I throw the tent on the back porch. She finally walks in, plops on the couch, beach sand everywhere, a fun day at the beach. We're definitely getting tacos today. I did go out on one date this summer, a lady I met on the date naps. I left the house around 7 p.m. and I told Zoe I'd be back in a few hours. I'm going to visit a friend. I could feel Zoe smirk because I was wearing cologne. A few hours ran a little late because it was getting fun. And while she was nibbling on my ear in her car I had walked her back to from the bar, Zoe called, Dad, what time will you be home? I looked at the right body in the car seat next to me. I looked at my watch. It said 10.45 p.m. And I said, I'll be there by 11 and got off the phone. I told the young lady, okay, you get five more minutes, make it count. All in all, it's been a great hot daddy summer. And although I've been in this reset mode and I'm claiming I'm finding my extreme selfishness at this moment in time and all that other bullshit, it never really happens that simple. It may not have been the debaucherous wild summer that I expected, but it's definitely been the family friendly summer I needed. Good times. Thank you for listening. Homemade Stories is written and produced by me, Shannon Kaysen. Make sure you subscribe and leave a rating on Apple Podcasts. Become a friend of Homemade Stories at shannonkaysen.com. And make sure that you enjoy the moments. Sit on a bench with your daughter or son or loved one. Be quiet and just enjoy the moment. It's all going to do what it's supposed to do eventually. So it's okay to just sit there and enjoy the moment. Talk soon. Mm, mm, mm. Now that's homemade.